is episode one of my podcast, Christianity in Perspective. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark starts with the words, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Mark chapter one, verse one, and then immediately refers back to a prophecy told in Malachi chapter three, verse one, that says that God will send a messenger who will prepare the way. John the Baptist shows up in the scene as the messenger who prepares the way. And then Jesus appears and gets baptized. John also says something interesting here. He says that Jesus will baptize in the Holy Spirit. And I want to stop there only because the fact that he said this, this verse right here, along with other verses in Acts, will be um, interpreted by Pentecostals that pretty much becomes a characterization of what they're going to call Pentecostalism. Jesus begins his ministry in Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God, saying that the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And right there, so we see that the first line or the first verse starts with the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then when Jesus is introduced, Mark also says, Jesus begins his ministry in Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. So we have the gospel of Jesus Christ and the gospel of God. Mark saying that he's going to proclaim or write about the gospel of Jesus and Jesus saying that he's going to proclaim the gospel of God. So we have this parallel here and I don't think the authors or the author is trying to make a distinction between the gospel of Jesus or the gospel of God. I think he's just trying to point out that it's the same gospel. The gospel that Jesus is going to be writing, that's going to be proclaiming about is essentially what we're going to be reading. So he calls his, he calls his disciples. He begins to show his power by performing miracles, many of which were casting out demons in the first few chapters. And as he does this, he makes it known that he doesn't really want the people to know who he is. Demons know who he is, but he doesn't want anyone or the demons to reveal to the people around that he was Jesus. So he kind of has this secret messianic um, tone to this. And he undergoes his ministry in parables to explain his teachings, such as the parable of the sower, the parable of the mustard seed, and more miracles happen. He feeds 5,000 people, he walks on water, and Peter confesses that Jesus is Christ. And Jesus told him not to tell anyone about him. Jesus talks about divorce. He foretells his death, which was the third time in Mark chapter 10, verse 32. And there is a triumphal entry that happens as he nears Jerusalem. The Passover with the disciples happen that ultimately lead to the betrayal of Judas Iscariot. So Jesus is then delivered to Pilate so that he may be crucified. And Jesus suffers death on the cross, but then resurrects. Jesus appearing to Mary Magdalene and the verses thereafter uh, were not included in the earliest manuscripts. And then we have the cultural background, which is very important when reading the Gospel of Mark. It was the first gospel to have been written. It was written around 5 33 to 44 AD 
And the audience reads Greek, not Aramaic. We find that the writer needs to translate Jesus' sayings to Greek or explain them sometimes. And the audience is mostly the Jews at that time. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is portrayed as a messianic king and the son of God. The author references Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah as being fulfilled in Jesus. And many scholars would agree that it was written by John Mark, who wrote Peter's apostolic testimony. Many have also been in favor of the claim that Mark was in possession of certain Petrian traditions, and to this extent became Peter's interpreter. The Greek of Mark's gospel is not of a literary type. It is rather the everyday spoken language, similar to that used in the Egyptian papyrus correspondence. Major historical figures like Papias, Irenaeus, Clement of Alexandria, Origen, and Jerome all refer to Mark's authorship of the gospel. So it is not something that is widely contested. I think that most scholars um, would agree that it was Mark who wrote the gospel. But there is a somewhat hidden message of Jesus being the messianic secret. The events in the book take place almost entirely within what we call Palestine these days. At this time, the region was ruled by the Roman Empire. Um, and I just want to make a note that anytime I refer to Palestine or Canaan or Israel or the Holy Land, I refer to the same geographical region. Medieval Christians made up maps of the world with Jerusalem, the city, being in the center of the world. It is also the setting for one of the most ancient uh, shrines in Islam. In Genesis, um, there are accounts of leaders who come to be known as patriarchs, beginning with Abraham, who is pictured as coming from Ur and what is now Iraq, receiving a repeated promise from God that his descendants will receive the land, hence the name Abraham, meaning father of multitudes. The history of the name Israel does not end there. Abraham eventually has a grandson named Jacob who becomes renamed Israel, which means he who strives with God. And I want to point back to the uh, historical significance of all this. The name Israel and the fact that it's supposed to be a kingdom and Jesus comes into the scene and he is supposed to be king. And it becomes very clear by him entering Jerusalem in a very triumphal way and uh, people making fun of him as being the king of the Jews. So from the mid-80th century, the Mesopotamian Empire of Assyria was ready to intervene more actively in the land of Israel. The rise of the Assyrian Empire posed a threat for the northern part of Israel. Israel suffered frontal assault and destruction by the Syrians around 722 BCE. Thousands of people were exiled, but the region of Judea survived for another century and a half. Then the Babylonian Empire, and then the Persian and the Greeks, and lastly, the Roman Empire. This region here was land-grabbing region by external powers for centuries when Jesus appeared in the scene. By the fact of continual external threat, one would expect that Israel's national identity or just Judaism in general would be erased altogether, but it did not. Despite these external threats, the land and the national identity pretty much remained, even though the Roman Empire was under influence there. So there is a theological significance to this too. There's Old Testament prophecy, find Genesis, 
as Jesus being the chosen seed or in Deuteronomy and in Zechariah. So Jewish people were expecting uh, Jesus to not only be king, but also take on a role of being a military leader and overthrow once and for all, all these external threats and all these empires that kept on uh, pretty much grabbing their land. After an introduction, the Galilean ministry is illustrated in Mark 1, 14 through 6, 13. Followed by an account of Jesus' work outside of Galilee, the journey in Jerusalem, and the final ministry with its climax and the passion and, and resurrection. This may be considered synoptic because its main pattern is followed by all the synoptic gospels like Matthew and Luke. Some would say that Mark's framework conforms to the pattern found in Acts, particularly in the speech of Peter in Cornelius' house. This skeleton framework envisaged as assumed to have been longer than the summary of Acts, but nevertheless, no more than a skeleton. The time period also supports the claim that Mark was challenging the pre-war idea of Jesus. When Jesus begins his ministry, he says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Preaching about the kingdom of God was an attractive topic for the Jews. After all, the land, was, the land that was promised to Abraham and his descendants was constantly in control by empires. Jews were expecting a strong and powerful Messiah that would overthrow the Roman Empire and bring the nation of Israel back to Jewish dominance. The message in Mark's gospel is that Jesus is, in fact, the Messiah, but contrary to Jewish belief, Jesus is Messiah for Gentiles and Jews alike. That is why the ritual of baptism becomes an equalizer for everyone and anyone that wished to repent. Eventually, the Gospel of John will go even further to state that the kingdom of God is not of this world. So baptism marks a sign of repentance and transition to a new life. The Jewish historian Josephus wrote for a largely Gentile audience, and he noted that John the Baptist required inward purification by righteousness, what Christians call baptism, before the outward purification he administered. Baptism was acknowledged as a symbol of Jewish conversion, known as conversion baptism. If John the Baptist and Jesus' early followers drew on this background, they were requiring even their fellow Jews to come to God on the same terms as Gentiles. Everyone needed a mark of conversion, regardless of ethnic and religious background. The identity that Jesus adopted as king reflects the apocalyptic culture of the first century, while the identity as the Son of God reflects his divine nature. These two identities were crucial in understanding Jesus' role and the purpose in the gospel. And just a few years after this gospel, around 66 AD, Jews will be faced with Roman opposition and what is known as the Jewish revolt. And after knowing all this, it is no surprise that the Jews did not believe in Jesus as Messiah, and many rejected him as Messiah, and even sent him over to Pilate so that he can be crucified. The Jews expected Jesus to be something other than what he presented himself to be. He said, the first will be last and the last will be first. 
it was a sort of pacifistic way of explaining the kingdom that the Jews were not conforming to. They were not uh, accepting that idea of what the kingdom was. And they were not accepting the idea of, of who Jesus is. And so Jesus is crucified. He is not accepted as the one he is. And Christianity becomes universalized. It's not only for the Jews, but Jesus also came for the Gentiles. 